I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. And I know that that's something that not everybody is comfortable with. Obviously, it's a two-person decision, and it's something that we continue to talk about as she gets older, as she becomes a little bit more aware of the camera and sometimes resistant to taking photos. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation, episode 23. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We would really love to hear what you think. For today's episode, we're continuing our chat with Liz Edelman. We're chatting about including your kids in your content creation. But before we go any further, oh, I mean, this may seem inappropriate talking about <laughs> including kids and then being like, what are you drinking? But Jesse, what are you drinking? Uh, since we are piggybacking on the last episode with Liz, I am still having and enjoying my lover boy, uh, the hibiscus palm flavor. It's the same one as last time, or have we moved on to the next can? Uh next can <laughs> yeah they're they're really good so but what's go. good is they only come in like four packs well the ones i buy so you know it kind of slows you down a little bit to enjoy them but they're really really yummy and <laughs> not in the major pack not the box boxes of wine that you were i know on in the, the, in the boxes yes Ugh. the springtime that mm, we were working mm. on well there you go yep there you go well as we said we're going to be talking about um including kids in your content and it can be you know, it can be scary posting photos of your children online. It can also be a very controversial topic. Well, some bloggers, they feel comfortable sharing everything about their kids online and on social media. Other people, you'll never post a shot. You'll never see a shot of their kids. It just depends on what they feel comfortable with. You know, there's this argument that you're capitalizing on your children, but there's also the point that if you have a lifestyle brand or blog, how can you not include your children since they are such a large part of life? And that's kind of what I had to deal with, you know, kind of figuring out how I was going to include her because, and Ariel, because I originally didn't really want to. I'm not going to tell anyone, and this is not the point of this podcast, to tell anyone what they should or should not do when it comes to your kids. That's your decision. Mm -hmm. um, I know I slowly began incorporating Ariel's pictures and updates on her life because she's important to me. And I felt that was, you know, I talked about this in the last episode. I felt like it wasn't true to me if I didn't include her. But right. it's totally up to what, what other people feel like, you know, go, you do you. Exactly. And I just want to echo that I feel the same way. You know, this this episode is not meant to tell you one way or another, but um, really to help you understand that it's your decision and mm -hmm. whatever you're comfortable with. For me, I don't have kids, but I know as a brand photographer, many of my clients do make a decision to include their kids, you know, in their brand photos to the mm -hmm. point where, you know, they feel like they what they do is because they want to have a positive impact on their family. So showcasing mm -hmm. some of their family life is an important piece of their brand. Again, not all of my clients do that. It's totally up to right. the individual. Uh, so I think, I think, you know, taking that, you know, piece of your life and deciding what works for you. And it's, it's not a bad thing to experiment. I mean, not, not for the children's sake, but, you know, experiment a little bit, you know, maybe easing, like, as I said, I done easing into it. And then now it's so funny. I just did a blog post the other day and I, I, I handed it to my mom to read because 
I'd read it so often that sometimes, you know, how when you read something, you miss, Mm -hmm. you know, you misspelled something or you miss a word or whatever. So I handed it to my mom and I was like, can you just read this? And she was like, oh, it's really, it's really touching. I mean, it wasn't even that touching, but she's like, oh, it's a really beautiful little blog post. Um, But it's very interesting how you were telling me at the beginning of your pregnancy. No, no pictures of Ariel on the blog and not going to turn this into a mommy blog. She's like, you're totally getting to that point. But that's. Again, you do you, everybody needs to you to do mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are excited to have Liz back on the show. She is a New Jersey-based lifestyle, life and style blogger. And we wanted to continue our conversation from our last episode, this time focusing on how she includes her little girl in her brand. As I said in our last episode, Liz Edelman and I actually went to college together. And in 2017, she started her blog focusing mostly on affordable fashion. Then in 2018, was featured on as a maternity style expert on an episode of The Rachel Ray Show when she was pregnant with her little Indie Lee. Her blog now focuses on motherhood and fashion that is both chic and functional for moms with busy babies. And we know she's got another one on the way, so she's going to get even busier. We're so excited. <laughs> And Liz, thanks so much for coming back on the show to talk a little bit more about Indy and bringing her into your brand. Yes. Thank you so much for having me back. This was awesome. And I can't wait to do it again. So again, you, as I mentioned, you are pregnant, but you know, this is cocktails and content creation. So spill the details on what you're drinking today. <laughs> I'm just going to stick to my Starbucks and water. It's going to be a long summer, you guys. <laughs> You know, yeah. I have I have coffee every morning, so I don't blame you. And if I were in your shoes, I would be doing the same. Continuing yeah. it. Why not? <laughs> Gotta stay afloat somehow. <laughs> Gotta keep sane these days. You know? For real. Anything you can do. So tell us, I gave a little introduction, but tell us a little bit more about, you know, what you do if people hadn't listened to the last episode, what you do and, and what your journey has been. Absolutely. Yeah. I started my blog in about, uh, around 2017. Um, and it's just kind of grown with me and I try to keep it really authentic and true to what I'm going through in life and just photographing the day to day. And so here we are now. That's awesome. And you, so you are now focusing more as Kate sort of introduced motherhood and fashion. Mm -hmm. Um, and before that you were more just on the affordable fashion side. So now, now we have little Indy Lee and she's been a big part of your, your brand. So I know we're going to focus on this and it's funny because I don't have kids, but I know Kate, you know, Kate's got her little girl. You've got your little one and one on the way. You've got your dog. Jesse. I do. I do. And he is a big part of my brand. But how how was the transition? I'm curious and we're, you know, our audience is curious. How was the transition to start including, um, you know, those topics of motherhood and parenting, but also how you started incorporating your little one into it? Yeah, I started off small and I didn't want to bombard my audience too much. So I would kind of seamlessly try to throw in maternity collaborations, maternity subscription boxes and things like that. Um, And then when I did my Rachel Ray segment, that was like a real pivot for me. I was probably about halfway through my pregnancy at that point. I think it was like 21 weeks when it aired. Um, And so that was kind of when I went a little more full steam ahead with it. And I felt like that really gave me the green light. Um, And then once Indy was born, I think that the followers that I had built over the course of my pregnancy were really wanting to be there for that baby. Um, So it felt a little bit more um, 
like it was it was authentic it was what what everybody was expecting to see no no pun intended um <laughs> no that, <laughs> so, that kind of makes sense in. it's almost like you you queued it up you know it wasn't just right. all of a sudden you started featuring her it's that you've built this audience that was curious about your your pregnancy and then obviously we all know what happens you, right it usually <laughs> leads to a baby so you right. can't just it would be in my opinion it would almost be awkward for you to not continue that conversation somehow so hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and I'm fortunate to have uh, a husband that, and a partner that, um, understands that what I'm doing is something that really fuels me creatively. And it's something that I love to do. So I think that from the get go, he was supportive of me sharing indie with my audience. And I know that that's something that not everybody is comfortable with mm-hmm. these days. And obviously it's a two person decision and it's something that we continue to talk about as she gets older, as she becomes a little bit more aware of the camera and sometimes resistant to taking photos. Um, it's something that I have had to learn like this is not just my platform it's not just my photo like if I'm going to be incorporating her it has to be in a way that she um, is comfortable and happy now how do you decide what to include and what to kind of cut from your Instagram and that that includes photos but also details kind of about her life um is that those conversations with your husband yeah I mean yeah, I guess I guess you'd say that. Like Indy was Indy was born with a pretty severe birth defect. Um, so she had surgery on her esophagus at birth. It's called esophageal atresia with a tracheoesophageal fistula. Um, and so basically what that means is the esophagus was not connected to the stomach and instead it was connected to the trachea, which is her airway. So it required a major life-saving surgery and it was like oh my God, you know, what, where do we go from here? It's not just a baby announcement. Like we're in the NICU. Our kid's life is being saved right now as we speak. Like, um, so I think at the time, Stephen knew that it would be very therapeutic for me while I was sitting there in the dark NICU to write her birth story. And it's amazing because it resonated with so many people and it continues to resonate with so many people. So Esophageal atresia is the kind of um, the kind of rare diagnosis that only one in forty five hundred live births happens to. Wow. Um, and so I found myself googling immediately, like that night. I, I gave birth and then I started googling, um, and I have had that same exact situation happen to so many other moms and dads who have since sent me messages to say I googled this. We're in the NICU. Our son was just born. We've never heard of this. And one of the first things that came up was your birth story. And it made us feel like, oh my God, this is exactly what we went through. And so I think what really helps in all facets of sharing Indy's life, especially our medical journey with her, is that my husband has seen what a community I've created within the EATEF community. Mm -hmm. Um, I have parents that I've befriended in real life and our kids are friends like to this day because they live close. Um, and so I think he has seen like the way that it's helped people and on a very large scale that maybe even on a small scale, sharing the day to day as a mom is, um, important for women to be able to kind of connect with me and my content. So I think he's understanding of that. And I think that being so shaken and sharing that story um, with the world, quote unquote, or with my followers um, has really shown him that like, it's it's actually a good thing. I totally agree when it comes to, you know, trauma, sometimes you feel very alone. 
and you know you don't you don't know where to go so yes that and and the internet can be a very deep deep hole so to be able to have that come up and have people be able to relate to that that's that's quite the story that being said is there a do you have a line is there like a line that you've kind of drawn when it comes to things like i know one thing i will not be sharing is like a picture of ariel on the potty i'm sorry can't do it and that's fine if you want to if, if people want to but that's just me personally that's kind of my line is drawn there you know right right, right. and I think um so yes and no to answer your question um, I think there are certain things like you're saying that the photos can be a little bit um tactless but I also think that that's part of what's fun about being creative is that you can find a different way to talk about potty training without going there in a picture. Um, yeah. So I think part of what makes me so able to be so transparent with my audience is that I'm just always trying to find a way to work it in without, you know, putting a damper on things or without making someone feel like, oh, why'd you just share that? I mean, at least I, I would hope, who knows, who knows what people actually think, but I would hope that it's worth. The thing is, out. I don't judge anybody who, do, like, if you want to do that, that's fine. I just know how I feel. And right. that's kind of like what I've come up with is what I, what I feel comfortable with is what I'm right. going to share kind of thing. That's totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm a very open person. I'm an open book. There's not a whole lot of lines for me. I would say um, that probably my husband has more lines than I do. And so obviously when that comes up, you know, we talk about it and, and we work it out and I respect that. Um, but yeah, I I don't feel that there's a whole lot to hide. I think that people no. like to hear about our like the reality of it. I don't want to sugarcoat my feed and to make it look like it's all honky dory, happy butterflies and rainbows because it's right. not. Yeah. Yeah. It may look picture perfect, but you're very honest. Totally. I try. <laughs> yeah. You do a good job of it. Thank you. It does look it does look fantastic. And Jesse's a photographer, so <laughs> Would you, so my thing is, I've, I know you started an Instagram for Indy and now it's kind of, you know, you're kind of figuring out what you want to do with that. Would you want her, like, I think about this often, would you want her to have her own brand in the future? Would you want her to kind of go into what you're doing or are you, are you, you know, like what we talked about in the, in the other episode about like throwing things at the wall, just kind of letting things happen as they go along? Yeah. So I think that's an exact example of the kind of line that you're talking about and the kind of line that I don't necessarily have, but my husband has. I know that he worries and these are totally like, legitimate concerns. He worries about any kid that grows up in this day and age where, you know, we were lucky to grow up in an age where we kind of had the benefit of technology without it overrunning our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that he sees children growing up now, especially young girls, and they are so um, attached to the validation that they receive from social media. And I think he's really afraid of that. So I remember um, we saw an advertisement for a a camp, a virtual COVID friendly virtual seminar for young kids who wanted to become YouTubers. And they would like teach you the ins and outs of becoming a YouTuber. And he was like, this is ridiculous. I would never send my kid to that. And I had the thought of, well, what if your kid displayed a talent? What if your kid was super creative and was really great with their video camera and was constantly interviewing people? Like, wouldn't Mm -hmm. you want to 
kind of facilitate that a little bit. And again, like I come from a background of being a performer. So that's where he he and I differ in like our views of it, but I totally understand what he's saying. And I think I created Indy's Instagram account as a way to test out my newer aesthetic. And and I'm only realizing that in hindsight because I kind of stopped posting there and I started posting some of the content that I would have posted there to my main account to see how it would do once I really perfected it. And then I just decided like, let me just keep, let me just keep it here in one, in one place. Um, but I never really started her account for her, if that makes sense. It was like, mm-hmm. let's see if this would actually do well before I do it here. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. I get that. So again, it's like a lot of trial and error with me. <laughs> but it's worked. Yeah. You Lots know? of spaghetti. You said you're Italian, right? Lots of spaghetti. Lots of it. Always. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So it sounds to me that, you know, again, I don't have kids, so I don't have to really take this, you know, you know, and apply it necessarily. But one thing that is really important to me in my business and my life is having that open line of communication with my husband. Sure. Sure. I'm the boss of my own business. It's not like I have to run any sort of business decisions. I don't have to get his approval. But when it comes to certain things that may impact our life or our lifestyle, I want to make sure that he's on board. So I'm getting from you that it really that line, it doesn't matter where that line is. It's that whoever is involved in her life is sort of on board with the direction like you, you have an open line of communication with your husband as to how you're going to present her and details of her life on Instagram. Yeah, most of the time. And then, you know, there have been occasions where I'll share something that I didn't really think was a big deal. And and it was, you know, and mm, yeah. interesting. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say that I consult Stephen every single time I'm going to post something, but, yeah. um, you know, I know, and, and he's also gotten really good too about kind of voicing that to me beforehand. Um, you know, so if there's something that happens or something that we're going through and he says, listen, like no big long social media post about this, please. Like, then it's like, okay, cool. You know? Yeah. Right. Every once in a while for the warning. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while I'll be like, you know, we'll just be hanging out and I'll take a picture of Alex and Ariel and he'll be like, please don't post this. And I'm like, and I, and I get that. And I totally respect that, you know, and most of the time on the feet, on my feet, like you may see a picture of the three of us, but most of the time it's her and me because that's what just works out. Feel everybody feels comfortable with a hundred percent. I mean, I would say the same, you know, the same goes for me too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe around like holidays and stuff like that, but again, there is that, there is that line of communication and then it's, and it's, and then, you know, it, it not only makes you, it makes you good at what you do and, and again, kind of protects Indy in that way, but also it it's helpful for your marriage too, because it can be social media can be a very intrusive thing. You know, you are posting pieces of your life to the internet that anybody can read. Exactly. And I think that everybody's relationship with social media is different. And I mm-hmm. think that I'm, I'm not, 
going to lie and say that I haven't been envious of couples that I've seen where like the husband is really a huge part of the photography and the content. And like, I follow, I follow dress up buttercup. She's a huge, yes, huge, huge yep. blogger. Mm-hmm. and her husband, Ted, like they do Tuesdays with Ted. He, yep. he posts really funny videos and she re- reposts them. And he's like a very active part yeah. of her brand. And part of, I mean, listen, she's very successful for many, many reasons, but part of her success can be attributed to the fact that her partner is propelling active. this forward, is, yeah. is active, is is an invested interest in this. Um, and so, you know, but again, I'm not married to Ted. <laughs> I don't know Ted. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, it's not, you know, that's not who my husband is. And my husband has so many qualities that bring me down to earth and that keep my the business side of my my platform very yes. streamlined um and i'm grateful for all of those things and i'm grateful for what where he's willing to contribute and where he's willing to understand where i'm coming from because we are so different mm-hmm. um so you know i just think that again like it's about rolling with the punches and dealing with the hand you're dealt at all times and telling that story authentically and, and if that means that i don't share everything then great and if it means that we have a conversation behind the scenes about what can and can't be shared also fine. Um, it's just, you know, like I said, in the last episode, it's something that I have really treated like a glorified hobby. And Mm -hmm. if I start, if I start like putting the stress on the whole family of, you know, this, this has to be, yeah, we have to make this like our top priority. I'm just, you're not going to see good content because everybody's going to be stressed and there will be that little, bit of desperation in the content and it's just not going to be good and it's not going to be fun yeah. for me. So I'm not going to do that. No, that's interesting because we've had a couple of other influencers on here and they are very much and and I get it and I and I think that that's how some people get very successful is that they look at this as a business. Yeah. Like they carve out time that they're going to shoot at this time and they're mm-hmm. going to write blog posts and they're going to write captions and stuff like that's a business and that's kind of what I've tried to get into more just because it's it's easier for me to kind of regulate my time with having a child, but they don't have kids. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting to me to hear kind of the opposite side coming from you. Did you treat it more like a business before you had children? No, I didn't. I, I've, okay. always, I've always done it this way. And maybe that's to a fault. You know, maybe if I did, I think you're doing a great job. You know, you got twenty, <laughs> you, you got almost 28,000 followers. So you're doing something right. You know, thank you. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I, I I never have. And again, you know, not like to, to bring my husband back into it. Um, he's a very business savvy person. And I think mm-hmm. that he um, could see it taken more seriously as a business. But um, for me, I'm just I don't, I don't want that pressure. I want it mm-hmm. to be more organic and be a creative outlet for me, because that's what it was when I started. Mm-hmm. I when I started it, I had no aspirations of being paid to go to events. like. Yeah, that's just like it was so far beyond what I had thought. I was like, how can I get more brands to repost my photos? Like I like taking photos and I think they're good. So how can I get brands to see them? Um, That was where I started. So it's like I just want to keep that going as long as I can and just be happy with where it takes me. I think that's the best route for me personally. And that might be why you're so successful is because you, it's still, there's a lot of joy 
in your feed and you can tell and maybe it's because you treat it like this glorified hobby as you call it maybe that's why the joy is still kind of coming through so that's an interesting jesse that's a different perspective than we've heard from a lot of other people yeah no i was just really thinking about that because i you know i treat mine i i treat mine as a business you know the photography Mm -hmm. is very creative but to that point um you know it's become 90 percent business and 10 percent shooting i would say and um, it definitely can add that added pressure, but at the same time, I know I need to make a living to help support the life that we have. So I think, I think there's this, there's an interesting balance and I'm trying to take all these nuggets away that you're, yeah, you're sharing too. because there's been a lot of burnout this year with a lot of people that I've heard <sighs> and myself included, not that I'm like burned out from work cause I love what I do, but, um, but it's definitely been feeling that 90% business has been really, really challenging and trying yeah. to sort of step back and say, why did I, you know, why did I do this in the in the first place? Why am I here in the first place? And trying to find the creative um, feeling, I guess yeah. you could say the creative out, ha- having it be more of an outlet than a business. But again, balancing it as, you know, because I do, I do need to make money. And that's where I think, um, think where I stand is like, how, how do you, I guess how, uh, maybe that's a question for you. How do you, how do you balance that need to ensure that your, your efforts are going, um, you know, are well-intentioned with balancing like, oh, it's just a creative outlet. Right. I mean, well, the first and foremost thing that I'll say is that because I started it as a hobby and because I treat it as a hobby, the money, the added money is an added perk. Mm -hmm. It's not, for me, it's not like I need to make money. I need to contribute to the household. I'm very fortunate that I can be a stay-at-home mom and work on this side hustle as a side hustle. So if it's if it's your main hustle and it's not a side hustle, then this is going to be totally irrelevant, right? Yeah. But for me, I am in a position where I can take jobs I want to take and I cannot take jobs that I, that I don't want to take. So like, for example, here's a really good example. Um, Sometimes I shoot for this kid's clothing company. Love it. It resonates with me. I always used to shoot just for indie, right? Um, and, and a couple months ago, the owner reached out to me and said, hey, can you shoot my entire Valentine's Day line? I think it was Valentine's Day. Um, <clears throat> can you get? Can you cast some kids in your area? Can you shoot all the shirts? And the shirt, I, I don't do product photography, right? I try to keep it authentic and I try to show the product for a brand without um, being super nitpicky about it. My photos are lifestyle photos. So for me, I had all these instructions of like, you know, I need horizontal and vertical. I need with face and without face. I need the cuffs to be perfect. I need the, the every single word on the shirt to be showing. Um, so yeah. we're dealing with toddlers, right? Like how do you get them to stand in one spot? So oh, I passed... <laughs> my daughter and then three different children. And I sent the work in and I was like, I'm never doing this again. Yeah. That's it. And I said to the owner, I was like, I loved this. This was a fun project. Um, Thank you for paying me for my photos. Thank you for believing in my work. Um, But in the future, I'm only going to shoot indie. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Because I I can bribe her, right? I can bribe her with treats. She's my kid. I can tell her to stand still, but I'm not a photographer. I'm a hobbyist. I'm a blogger. So for me, I don't, I'm not equipped, like emotionally, I'm not equipped to like, you know, keep it together with someone else's toddler Mm -hmm. while the mom is hovering over my shoulder watching, you know, it's like, 
I want to be like, can you just stand still? Tough. That being, well, that being said, like how, so with Indy, it's all, I mean, it's all treats. Uh, At this present moment. I just need to, I need to know this. Yes, it is. It's all treats. It's like you, you know, you were, I don't know if it was this episode or the last episode or Mm -hmm. or just when we were talking just in general, Um, but you mentioned how you had an, you did an Easter shoot. Oh yeah. Last episode. Yeah. You put your daughter in front of a backdrop. Last year. And it was fine. Right. And it was fine. So I, I actually, when you were saying that, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I thought about how this year I put Indy in front of a backdrop with bunny ears on, but she has a gigantic chocolate chip cookie in her hand in the picture. (gasps) And like, that's what it will be. That's it. I tried to take the cookie away and guess who also went away? Indy. So, you know, it was, it's like, and that was another thing. I remember when I did this shoot for this clothing company, um, they were like, oh, can you try to do it without the kids having food in their hands? And I was like, no, (laughs) because I don't know how to do that. (laughs) So, so, you know, it's like, you just learn what your, um, what, what fuels you and what doesn't fuel you creatively. And I think that's just always like where I've been is like, I will take a job that I know feels right. Yeah. And I'll take a job like that, that is potentially a risk. And and yep. when, when it all comes to fruition, I know five minutes into it, I know whether or not this is going to be something I'm going to want to continue to do. And so I think to like answer the overall question, it's just like, know yourself, know your work and have, have boundaries, draw lines as to yep. what you will and will not do. I have learned, I have had to learn how to say no to certain things. And I think that's what keeps my content looking good, I hope. No, and I think that's really important. I talk a lot about that with, so I I teach a course for other photographers, for brand photography. And, and, you know, one thing that I try and say is, you know, for me, I pivoted to brand photography because of those those things that I was shooting wasn't lighting me up inside. And so saying no to certain yeah. projects and even, even to this day, there might be uh, someone that approaches me and I just don't. I feel like I have the expertise or the desire, or maybe it's just really not in line with what I do. And I just have to say no, because to your point, when you were done with that shoot, you were probably exhausted and just fe- not feeling, uh, feeling good about your, 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 I don't know, your approach to your blog and your, my your brand. Tank in any way. Yeah. Did yeah. not fill my tank in any way. And I was like, this was more work. This was more work than, than what's worth it. And then, and you know yeah. what, it's like when you have those open lines of communication with owners and, and brands, I think it just makes it all the better anyway, because we talked about it. And now I just shot for her for mother's day and I shot yeah. three different shirts on my daughter and that's it. It's like, she knows what I'm able to do, what I'm capable of doing, wants to continue working with me because the quality is there. Um, yeah. and the support is there. The, you know, I share her on my platform as well. So, you know, that's just one example. That's like one little tiny snippet of how, um, I have learned like what boundaries I have up for my own platform and like what I'm willing to do. So Uh, kind of transitioning to like, yeah, what you want to do and where you're taking this, but how, Mm -hmm. how do you think, so we, we briefly touched on this, but when Endy gets older Mm -hmm. and she starts to really understand like, okay, mom's doing this because she has a thing, like she's doing this for the thing that she's got, the Instagram and the blog. Um, you know, how do you, I mean, I'm assuming it's not going to be like one conversation. You're like, not going to sit down. It's not gonna be like the birds on the bee conversation, (laughs) but like, how are you going to navigate that with like your brand and how, you know, if she doesn't want to be part of it, you know, you seem to be able to pivot 
very easily, like throwing that spaghetti mm, on the wall? Yeah. Is it going to be that sort of thing where, okay, let's say she's not interested. And let's say your younger one isn't interested in being, you know, on camera. And it really starts to make you think, how do you think? I mean, I know that's like thinking way far into the future, but we just want to sort of touch upon that or if you've thought about that. Yeah. And I think it's actually not as far in the future as you're thinking, because, you know, she's two now she's starting to become verbal and she's starting to say things like, no, 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 you know, and like wet wagging her finger. So yep. like, we're already getting into the te- uh, territory where I'm starting to see like, she may not want to do this right now. Um, and maybe I got all dolled up. I did my hair and makeup. I put her in a cute outfit and maybe I'm going to have to do it again. Like maybe I'm just going to have oh, to. Oh God. I've like been if there. this is not, yeah. If it's not working out right now, maybe I'm going to have to do it again. And it's so frustrating because, and, and this is like a work in progress for me. I wish I had a better answer. I really don't. It's so hard for me because I know as a fully functioning adult that this will take five minutes and we can just get it. We can bang it out and be done with it. And instead of having to like pack up and do it another day, like that just sounds like so much for so little. And, um, you know, it's really, really hard to keep that frustration in check. So I don't know. That's a great question. I have to, I think I have to learn to like, let go a little bit and uh, you get what you get and you don't get upset. Right. Let's just. That's that's something I definitely am taking away from this because I know I know I've been there. I've done that. You know, we've had I've gotten, you know, makeup, hair done and everything. And I'm I'm like, okay, I'm going to shoot this. Mm. I'm going to need to get her to take a nap. And I try to my Ariel's terrible at taking naps. I try to get her to take a nap, won't take a nap. Then she's all wired up when the sun's just right and everything. Mm -hmm. And I realize it's just not going to happen. Right, right. It's like you're not on your own schedule anymore. You're at somebody else's mercy, yep. and it's really hard to let go of that. Yeah. Um, and, and you're like, you're supposed, and it's what's hard is like, you're supposed to be the mom, right? You're always told, like, you're the one who's in charge. It's total, that's totally not the case. I know it's totally not the case, but, but also, like, you know, you, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, Kate, but like, sometimes, you know, you're, you're human. We're humans. Like I mm-hmm. could get frustrated. Like if I'm, if I'm not in the shoot and I'm shooting her, yep. if she's not cooperating, like even with the treats, even with the coaxing, you know, with my husband standing behind me making silly faces, um, you know, I can, I could get frustrated. Like I feel yeah, myself getting frustrated and I'm like, you're getting frustrated at a two-year-old. Like she does not yep. understand. And, you know, she doesn't, she didn't ask for this. She didn't ask to be a part of this. So like there have been times where maybe I got the shot, right. But maybe mm-hmm. I freaking regretted it. Like maybe I, it was like, now yes. everybody's upset. Now I feel guilty. I have mom guilt. I feel bad. You know, I have to apologize to a two-year-old for snapping at her. And it's like all for what, for an Instagram photo? Like these are things that yeah. I'm still learning. And as somebody, as a blogger, that's like tries to be as open and transparent as possible. Like I want this right here to be one of those moments where it's like, I have snapped at a two-year-old over an Instagram photo. That's not okay. Yeah. Right. Like that's, I, I've like, done the same thing. And we all have, we all have, it's not some riveting, like crazy information. It's just And I mean, even with people not involved in this industry, you know, you're Mm -hmm. out in a store, you want the, you know, you want the, you know, Jesse with, with decoy, maybe he's not doing what you want him (laughs) to do, like walking down the street or something. You get frustrated with them just because they're not doing exactly what you want. And you're used to being kind of in control of your own worlds. Right. You're used to a rational human being. (laughs) 
Right. You're in control of your content. You have a vision, you have a creative vision. And then like when we were shooting our pregnancy announcement, um, and I was shooting that with a photographer because obviously all three of us were in those photos. Um, I was getting so frustrated and the photographer could tell because I had this vision in my head and ultimately we wound up getting a shot like that. And I used it a little bit later, but it wasn't my actual announcement photo. And the, the stuff we got was so good. It was so good. Yeah. And it was not at all what I said I wanted. And I was, and it's funny because you'd look at those pictures and be like, so much joy. This family is so excited to have this new addition, but like it was actually 15 minutes that were like chock full of stress because I was like, I only have, I only paid her for so long. I got Indy all dressed and ready. She's like totally not cooperating right now. You know, it was, it's, it's kind of crazy when you see it in someone's feed. And it's, it's so important to remember that like Instagram is, is such a little slice of someone's reality. It's not, it's not the whole reality. Um, And I think that I will just take that into consideration as she gets older. And as my next daughter, you know, is in front of the camera as well. Um, I just have to take into consideration that what I post is just a snippet, stay honest, stay true, make sure that everybody knows that. And I'll just get her in, in where I get her. And when I don't, I don't, you know? And Yeah. You kind of mentioned the, you know, um, the idea of your husband talking about, you know, kid, kids getting kind of enabled by social media and the approval mm-hmm. and everything. How mm-hmm. is, how are you going to deal with that conversation when it, when it comes time, like to explain social media and being, you know, having it be such a big part of your life? Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I feel like I can very easily attest to the fact that I love taking the photos and I love editing the photos and that it's Mm -hmm. something that fuels me passionately. So, you know, if she's into basketball, I will say like social media is mommy's basketball, right? That's a good point. So I kind of feel like I just would get on her level and have her understand like this is something that I really love to do. Not everybody loves to do it the same way that I don't love basketball, but you do. (laughs) Um, So I feel like that's probably the way that we'll go about it. And if she does show an interest in it eventually, although it's it's not looking like it right now, but um, if she does show an interest in it, and I guess we'll just have to kind of cross that bridge when we come to it. Because I do know that that's one of those points where like, it's not going to be about what I want or what I'm okay with. This is like a two parent decision. And I don't think I would, I don't think I would want her starting that too young, because I know how um, engulfed I am with it now as a 30 something year old woman. And I didn't have it when I was 10. Yeah. So I wonder what it's going to be like. And just outside of blogging and content creation, just in general, I feel like I didn't have a cell phone until I was 15. And I'm just wondering, as a mom, like, what's the line going to be where you don't want her to be excluded when all her peers have this technology? Yeah. Technology, they have access to this. Like, you don't want her to be free to have free reign with it but you also don't want her to be like cast out because she's not kind of like in with what everybody's doing right no it's very tricky and it's it's just it's interesting like generation generationally that we didn't we didn't come from we didn't even have it in college and let's just say thank god (laughs) (laughs) yeah seriously (laughs) uh, there was some nights there that (laughs) 
I know. Yeah. Although I always, well, it's funny because like you could have predicted this for me because I always walked around with an actual camera. I don't know if you remember this, but yes, I, used I do. To have one of those Sony like point and click cameras. And so I was recently talking to one of our peers, um, who I hadn't talked to in a while. And we were like, do you remember that night? And we like, we like had this recollection and I said, yeah, I remember that night. And I have it in like a very distantly old Facebook album because that's where I kept all my Ditto. Clothes. I put them. I used to carry around the camera too. Yeah. So like I Kodak. Yes. So I was able to kind of like pull up this old memory from literally 15 years ago. And he, when I sent it to him, he was like, where did you find that? I was like, dude, I've been carrying around a camera for decades. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. Been there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yep. I totally forgot. Now that I'm thinking about it, I have like an old album from college that will show up. You know, you have those memories and it'll show up. And I'm real now realizing that it wasn't taken on the phone. It was actually taken on a camera. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm remembering yeah. this. So, yeah. wow. Oh, my goodness. Well, Liz, it's been so great to catch up with you. I, as you said, it's been like 15 years. Where where can people learn more about your, your work and, and check you out? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun, and I feel thank like you. I would do it every week. You guys are awesome <laughs> to connect with. Um, yeah, you can find me mostly on Instagram. My day-to-day is on my Instagram feed and stories. So it's at Liz Eidelman. So that's L-I-Z-E-I-D-E-L-M-A-N. And if you want to check out the bigger blog posts, those happen on my actual website, which is LizEidelman.com. Perfect. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Thanks, guys. This was awesome. Talk to it you soon. Was. Thank you. Wow, that was actually really enlightening, even for me, because I don't have kids. Um, I just really enjoyed talking about the realities of having kids and photo shoots uh, because, you know, um, they can be... Oh, they can be a challenge. Yeah. Well, you were a family life. photographer. I'm just thinking back to uh, my, yeah, my days as a family photographer and just having, you know, some children just, you know, don't have zero interest in, yeah. in being in photos. So, you know, but also her being very aware that she is a kid that will eventually evolve into, you know, her own individual personality and she already has and mm-hmm. you know making making it available for her daughter to make that decision whether or not she wants to be involved in the photo shoot so I thought it was really really enlightening yeah that was I mean that was part of why when I when I first started this I was kind of like well is it is it responsible of me to just put pictures of Ariel and put pieces of her life on the internet and again I, I couldn't ignore her but there is going to come that time when I'm going to say, do you want to be part of this or do you not want to be part of this? Just like Liz was talking about. And, you know, I think that is important to have that conversation and to be respectful. Um, And it's funny because I, she's totally right when it comes to that time coming quicker than she thought, because I thought, you know, that time would come later on, but Aria already, Ariel is kind of voicing her. No, no, no. You know, this is not, I don't want to do this right now. Um, I also really appreciated her candor when it came to how she gets Indy to pose. I can't tell you how many times I've seen, you know, Indy or other influencers, kids on camera. And I think to myself, how, how do they get that shot? Like, I wish I could get Ariel to do that. And now I know like everything, the secret to life is cookies. Mm, Yes. That's it. I mean, mean, that's how you get pretty much do anything for a cookie. I, I, (laughs) 
you know, anything, anything at all. I mean, we're cheap dates, I guess. Um, (laughs) So thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. You can make sure to join our Facebook group where we'd love to have you, Cocktails and Content Creation community. And you can also leave us a comment about what you want us to talk about. You can also email us that at cocktailsandcontentcreation at gmail.com. Or you can check out our Instagram. Please give us a follow at Cocktails and Content Creation. And I am Kate Andrews. You can follow me on Instagram at fashionablykateandco. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me at Jesse Wyman Photos. Or if you're interested in learning more about brand photography, you can follow me at the Brand Photographer Method. But make sure to tune in next time for another great episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating.